0: Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little, and welcome to A Little History, in our first season titled, A Mythology Apology. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. These stories can be some of the most iconic tales we've known, and some of them are just really weird and obscure. So join me each week as I present this to you, alongside a lot of shit talking, some weird segues, and some weird silly sound effects. You're listening to A Little History. Hey guys, just a heads up, uh, there's just a little bit of audio interference with this episode, but shouldn't be too much of a drama. I think somebody didn't have their headphones in while recording, but she'll be right. We'll get through this one. Fantastic shirt, that shits on others. Who immediately made her their queen. As a cow. No, as a human. Unfortunately, he trips on a tangled root and kind of knocks himself out. <laughs> so he's a horse mechanic and he's god well. He's a horse mechanic. I did not need a fucking story about making pies, man. I know how to make a bloody pie. I've caught you the deathless. Give me the fucking ball and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to give Gilgamesh a piece of my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Plexipus. Homeless Gandalf without a beard. I'm not going to help you at this point, but what you should do is you should leave your silver snuff box with us for us to remember <laughs> you won. Silver snuff box. And she, uh, she starts cursing Gilgamesh, being like, "Fuck you, Gilgamesh, piece of shit." So he heads back to my scene with Cassandra the concubine. <laughs> is that what she's known as? You had one job to do, mate. One <laughs> fucking job. Don't look in the closet. I'm glad I got your attention. All right, welcome back, everybody, to a little history podcast. Uh, we've got a we got another another episode here for you uh, and a new guest as well. Uh, one of my really good friends, Casey. Hi, Casey. Good to have you on the show.
1: G'day, g'day. How's it going?
0: Yeah, really well, really well. How about yourself?
1: I'm I'm pretty good. I'm quietly just sitting and chilling and. Hopefully, uh, I, won't be, I won't be snoozing by the end of it. I have a, a one-year-old, so no sleep.
0: Uh, the one-year-olds are good. They uh, they definitely are little sleep thieves, that's for sure. But uh, hey, if you're snoozing at the end of this story, then uh, then we're not doing our jobs right. Or I'm not doing my job <laughs> right, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, so just before we start, did you want to tell uh, the audience uh, a little bit about yourself, Casey, and how we know each other? <laughs>
1: How do we know each other? Uh, I think we met in two. What was it? I want to say ninety-nine. Fan, yeah, ninety-nine through a fantastic scheme uh, called the Duke of Edinburgh's Award Scheme. Mm-hmm. Good little um, all girls school, Catholic lass, and uh, all boys Catholic lad, um, and became great friends.
0: Yeah, what could go wrong with putting uh, an all boys school together with an all girls school? <laughs> Honestly,
1: and camping.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's put some repressed teenagers together out in the wilderness and uh, see what happens.
1: <laughs> see what happens, no? But you and I formed a good friendship. In fact, um I took you to my year ten formal. Didn't you? You did. It
0: was a glorious time. And
1: you wore that beautiful rainbow vest.
0: Oh my goodness me! Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I could. I can still hear that vest right now. Actually. Hello. <laughs> it was that loud.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So can I.
0: <laughs> good, good times, good times though. Uh, and you're also you're situated down in the uh, the fabulous ACT. Um, yeah, how's things all going down there?
1: Pretty good, calming down. We did just have an election. I won't bore you with the politics of it, but as a unionist, I'm chuffed with the result.
0: Life is all G with that result. Yeah. Happy days.
1: Oh, and the fluff is out from pollen, so um, that's all pretty and gross for anyone that has hay fever. So.
0: I didn't pick up what you were putting down there for a second. At the beginning, at the beginning I was like, "What is she on about?" She's lost it already. Um, the fluff, the fluff, the fluff. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't suffer from hay fever. But anyone who does, uh, that is a that's a tough tough deal for sure. So uh, stay safe down there, people. It's uh, it's fluff season.
1: <laughs> and uh, if you're just coming into the conversation. Take that and use your imagination and run with it. Yeah. It's fluff season.
0: Don't rewind. Just uh, let your imagination tell you what's going on about fluff season. That's
1: it. <laughs> yep. That's
0: it. righty. So we'll get into a story, uh, shall we? Um we are going to stay in the in the realm of uh of Russian and Slavic mythology. So anyone who's uh who's listened to our previous episodes uh, on Koshi the Deathless and the Baba Yaga that I did recently with uh with my sister Andrea, we're going to stay in that realm. So it's another one of the stories collected uh by Alexander Nikolaevich Afanasyev, uh and it's it's so much fun. I think I uh, this may be the last one that I do in 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 russian slavic folklore in this sort of this this realm because you do get a lot of reoccurring characters and reoccurring themes but i just had to tell this story because it was just it just got a bit of everything and it's got koshi the deathless and we all love koshi the deathless he's uh is he
1: returning for a an encore
0: an encore like koshi 27 or whatever up to now with him he's uh he just can't can't stay dead that guy but, uh, yes, and, and not only Koshi, not only but we have the return of Prince Ivan. Uh, but uh, not the same Ivan as we know him as being quite the dolt. I mean, he's pretty, pretty doltish in, uh, in this story. But uh, he's basically um, the Ivan is in the, the, the template hero in, uh, in a lot of these, th- lot of these stories. So uh, we have a Prince Ivan back and uh and 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 all is well, so he's like as i said he's 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 always portrayed uh as either like a like a prince in his own right, the third son of a peasant family, uh or just the son of a king.
1: is he the dude that that weeped a little at one thing? yes
0: yes, <laughs> oh he yes he he doesn't deal with uh, adversity uh awesomely.
1: no, he's in touch with his, his um his honest feminine masculinity
0: well very true if you've got a if you've got to let it out you've got to let it out that's it now uh yes we'll just start the story and jump straight on in in days gone by there was a king nameless king uh and he had three sons when his sons came of age the king called them to him and said my dear lads i want you to get married so i may see your little ones my grandchildren before i die and you go, oh, uh, his sons go, uh, very well, father, give us your blessing. Uh, who do you want us to marry, though? So, you know, these kids are very obedient, just uh, not really any agency of their own. They just sort of go, okay, cool. We're happy to get married to whoever father wants us to marry.
1: I love that it's, it's also, it's father. Father.
0: father. <laughs> well, well, they're, 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 they're royal, they're not really, yeah. They've got, uh, they've got it down. Who shall father marry?
1: Was there a mother?
0: There was a mother. There was a mother. One stage, but she is not in the story at all. So I'm gonna assume that she, she passed well, like far into the future and in, into the past. So she's
1: yeah, of course. The the mother that you know bore them is insignificant. In exactly,
0: so insignificant in these stories. And you're like, come on, mate. <laughs> What about the mums? You've got you know birth parents or birth or birth mothers being uh, either unnamed or unmentioned, and then you've got step uh, step mums being like the villains and everything. You're like, geez, these these writers definitely have something uh, against the female <laughs> the female sex. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you think? <laughs> the writers were all men.
1: Go on with the story.
0: Well, that's what ha- that's what happens when the stories are written by blokes. <laughs>
1: mummy? exactly
0: like where's mummy, papa (laughs) don't worry about her right you've got to go marry some broad you're like oh jesus so the thing is uh their dad the king um he goes each of you must take an arrow and go out into the green meadow just beyond the castle and you must fire it in all each in a separate direction and wherever the arrow falls there shall your destiny be and you're like, what? That sounds like a fine way to bloody find a bride. <laughs> Discharge a weapon randomly into the wilderness. And uh, there you go. There's your beloved.
1: Who knows what it's going to hit.
0: Exactly. But you're like, how? what kind of rant? Is this king just kind of losing his, losing his marbles a bit? I mean, that's his lineage. And he's like, ah, just fuck it. Just shoot it off into the bush and whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. I just want some grandkids. So, um, so the sons they obeyed their father because they're good kids, good obedient children. And uh, each of them went, took an arrow, and went out to the green meadow, and they drew their bows and let their arrows fly. Now, the first, or the arrow of the eldest son, fell into the courtyard of a nobleman, and the nobleman's daughter picked it up. Presumably, she knew all about the significance that this arrow held, and she agrees to marry the, the first prince. So, hooray!
1: So he, he got he got lucky
0: exactly first one worked out pretty well now uh the arrow of the middle son fell into the yard of a merchant and the merchant's daughter picked it up now she too was aware of how royalty chose to you know uh chose their spouses and was cool with it and she agreed to marry the second prince so not too bad not too bad at the moment two out of three
1: Two out of threes.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, the, 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 the sons of the king have been able to align themselves with the nobility and also the merchant sector or the merchant class. So not bad. Not bad. Good day's work.
1: Tell me that the next arrow hits a cow.
0: Oh, you're not far. You are not far <laughs> off. Because, But the, the arrow of the youngest son, Prince Ivan, flew up and away, and he knew not where it landed. So he searched and searched for it a long time. And he came across a marsh, is in like, you know, it's like a swamp, swampy area, mm-hmm. where, uh, where what he saw was a frog sitting on top of a leaf with the arrow in its mouth. <laughs> and Prince Ivan is like, ah, shit, ah, this won't do at all.
1: Wait a second. So is it like, is it like the old school kind of, I don't know, the, um, the tales about kissing the frog and the prince and stuff, but in reverse?
0: It's, 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 I'm going to say it's in that ballpark without spoiling it too much. Uh, There's, there's, there's weird stuff going on there.
1: Yeah. Well, this frog, you know, it's got an arrow in it. So definitely some
0: similarities. Yeah. But the frog's gone ahead and it's picked it up and it's in its frog mouth and it's happy as Larry. It's having a great time. And uh, Prince Sivan's like, ah, shit, this won't do it all. Uh, Frog, hey frog, give me back my arrow. And uh, the frog replies because it can talk and it goes, marry me. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's straight to the point. Do this it, frog is. Do,
1: do it, do <laughs> it,
0: Marry me, you little, you little shit. <laughs> and Ivan, uh, but he's not unfazed by a talking frog at all. Uh, he's just a bit perplexed. He goes, How can I marry a frog? Because I'm a prince. I can't marry a frog. And then the frog replies, Marry me, for it is your destiny. And uh, that hits home to the prince. He's not very, um, uh, he's, he's not super keen about it, but, you know, he's disappointed. As I said, but what could he do? Like, yeah. he did what his father said, asked him to do. He took an arrow, fired it off, and where it landed, his destiny would be. So he's like, oh, shit. All right. Daddy
1: told me to. So exactly. So i got to do my duty.
0: I'm taking the frog home to marry.
1: I'm going to have a ton of
0: tadpoles. Well, you think how this kid gave up real quickly? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure his dad would be like, yeah, maybe don't, like, marry, like, a frog, like an animal. Uh, I kind of meant that for you to marry something that could give me grandchildren.
1: I've, I've created some guidelines. This is one of the items in the guidelines. is uh, no amphibians.
0: Well, that's it. He just, he didn't say that. He, he just said, uh, you know, where the arrow lies, that's your destiny. So that's the gray area. So that's where frogs live mm. apparently. So he's, but, you know, you'd think there'd be a problem with that at all. Uh, you know, a, a massive one, there being a human and frog wedding, but the king's fine with that. He's like, I don't see a problem with this at all. that would totally be fine. And so the king celebrates three weddings. His <laughs> eldest son marries the nobleman's daughter. The middle son marries the merchant's daughter. And poor old Prince Ivan marries the frog. <coughs> would have been a fun, fun wedding. I'm trying to
1: visualize it all.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely meant to be like a joke. Everyone's sort of laughing at Ivan. ha ha you know, these yeah. other two brothers of yours got, you know, uh some noble noble chicks and, and, and rich people to marry. Yep, you got a frog. Howdy, how, Van. It doesn't it doesn't stop there because one day the king calls his sons and says, I wanna see which one of your your wives is most skilled with her needle. Let them each sew me a shirt by tomorrow morning. And you're like Mate, what a dick king!
1: Mhm, mhm. Make them kind of prove their um worth by
0: make me clothes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like what? And and also, like that's clearly like his third son has a frog for a wife. I mean, she's not knitting anything, and he's like, yeah, let's 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 make let's make them make me clothes. You're like, ugh. So, but the sons being obedient children, uh, they bow to their father. And they left, and Prince Ivan he goes back to his home and he sits in a corner and he looks really looks quite glum and uh, and the frog hops over to him uh, and says, "Oh my prince, why are you so sad? Are you in trouble?" And Prince Ivan's going to be thinking, "I married a frog because an arrow said that I should. Uh, what do you reckon? Like I'm not feeling super great about my lot in life at the moment and plus my father wants you to to make him a shirt uh, for tomorrow morning, but you can't, you're a frog." That's uh, that's a shit day. It's a really shit day.
1: That's not giving her much, um, you know, faith.
0: Well, he's giving her uh, his view of her limitations.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as quite typical.
0: The frog's gonna be like, "Fuck you, Ivan! Like I'm a frog. Like you know, you know what I can do." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, typical of these things. You think the uh, the limitations of being a frog uh, means that it won't be able to knit. Uh, also, <laughs> it would be hard for a frog to do it. So Ivan's not feeling great, but the frog says, "Don't be downhearted, hearted by Prince." I go to bed for night is the mother of counsel, and you're like, "Oh, what? Like, just go to sleep." So, but so Prince Ivan he goes to bed, and the frog hops out uh, onto the doorstep and casts off its frog skin. Now, stick with me here. Mm, yes, <laughs> and turned into Vasilisa.
1: Vasilisa, so was that Russian?
0: Vasilisa, the wise. the wise.
1: Can you say it in like a Russian accent?
0: Vasilisa. Yeah. The wise. That, that was boring at the end, but <laughs> shouldn't have been. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, so, Vasilisa, the wise, a maiden fair beyond all comparison. Now, just a bit of backstory on Vasilisa. Uh, she has a bunch of stories in her own right, uh, where she's often uh, a young woman, so sort of like mid to late teens, uh, sent off by a, a cruel stepmother uh, to find a fire, into like, a find firewood. And so she ends up being sent to a witch's house by the name of Baba Yaga, which we've all heard of Baba Yaga. And uh, she runs into some trouble with Baba Yaga, but is helped out by a wooden doll that her dead mum gave her uh, and gets away. So, like, fun stuff. Fun stuff with that one. Um- but she gets the fire in the end, and the fire is meant to symbolise wisdom and all that. So, you know, man's separation from from the animals, being able to make and or create fire and and harness fire and all that. So she earns the name Vasilisa the Wise. Often, sorry, sometimes called Vasilisa the Beautiful. But I'd I'd rather go on the first one because you know it's it shows more attributes, I reckon.
1: Yeah, it's it's not that shallow.
0: Yeah, like share all the big brain as opposed to share all the the hot. Like you like yeah come on. yeah like. Vasilisa could do some stuff. She's got a, she's wise. She's got, she's got wisdom. She's set. But uh, yeah, unfortunately for her, uh, she is in or was in frog form, but she is able to uh, cast off her her frog skin and become Vasilisa uh, at nighttime, it looks like. And uh, she's done exactly that. And so she's uh, clapped her hands and cried aloud. She goes, maids and nurses, as in, I'm assuming the people in the castle who don't, who aren't Ivan. He goes, get ready, or oh, sorry, she goes, get ready and work steady. Uh, by tomorrow morning, sew me a shirt that will just shit all over all other shirts, like real schmick, like, <laughs> which uh, I, I want to play, uh, I want to play uh, umpire or referee on this. Yeah, she's cheating. She's cheating. Exactly. She's not doing it herself.
1: Ah, uh, go on, honey.
0: Disqualified. But hey, she's been a bit of frog, so... We'll, we'll cut her a bit of slack.
1: She's wise, so she's she's probably making a wise decision.
0: Its wisdom is in delegation.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: There we go. She <laughs> so can,
1: She can put her feet up and watch some Netflix and um, they can do all the work.
0: Have a glass of Claret. Enjoy yourself, hot. Huh? Get out. It's probably, yeah. probably all stuffy in that frog skin. I mean, stretch out the limbs a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe I give the skin a bit of a wash.
0: Yeah, yeah. You think like sweaty rubber, like, ugh. Anyway, uh, when Prince Ivan uh, awoke the next morning, the frog was hopping around on the floor again. So Vasilisa zipped up her frog skin and she's uh, now a frog just hopping around uh, on the floor. And on the table, wrapped in a linen towel, a freshly made shirt was there. Fantastic shirt! And so Prince Ivan is delighted. No questions at all. Doesn't question anything about what's happened. Uh, he's the just job's he, been done exactly because I went to sleep and and that was the counsel I needed. Now I have a shirt, hooray! And he's like, he's happy. He picks up the shirt, uh, and, and he took he takes it down to his father.
1: Does he look at the shirt?
0: Well, he sees that it's a shirt, and he goes, "This shirt's pretty schmick." Okay, I'm not sure if he knows that this shirt will shit all over others, but I'm not sure he was expecting a shirt that could do that i think he was i think the fact he's got a shirt is is his chuffed
1: yeah there's there isn't a label on the shirt saying hello this shirt size whatever will shit on all other shirts
0: yeah keep other shirts away unless they want shit on it because this shirt it's gonna do it
1: yeah don't wash with other shirts because it'll shit all over them <laughs> There's um, yeah. another visual for you. I know,
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, uh, Ivan finds the king receiving uh, the gifts from his other sons, whose, uh, whose wives also uh, spent the night making him shirts. And so, when the eldest son laid down the shirt before the king, um, the king said, This shirt will do for one of my servants. And you're like, You're a fucking dick, mate. Oh, <laughs> What a harsh call, mate. <laughs>
1: I off. Oh, I'm a
0: bit of a dick. You do a little surprise, uh, r- surprise chore for y- for your son, your eldest son's missus, uh, and she spent all night presumably sewing because it's not easy to sew a shirt. And then you're just like, ah, "This is shit." I'd probably give it to my servants.
1: Hopefully, she's not at home waiting to hear what the the father law has said about the shirt.
0: Oh well, if this it's is going to
1: a- be an awkward household.
0: Yeah, this seems like a re- this seems like it's happening in the royal court. So, she'd be, like, standing off to the side all oh. right next to her husband. So, he's like, your shirt's shit, love. Uh, back in line. So, she's like, oh, fucking dick. You dick. <laughs> like, he's so in a bit of discontent, I reckon. Um, but so, uh, the middle son lays out his shirt to the king. And, uh, and the, the king says with a bit of a smirk, he goes, ah, this one's good only for the bathhouse. And you're like, oh, you're like, again, mate, again, king, this isn't a cool thing that you're doing.
1: But he would wear it.
0: Well, he says it's good good to wear when you, when you go and have a steam or you go and wash your yeah, feet or something okay. like that. And you're like, mate, like, come on, regicide has happened for a lot less than what you're doing <laughs> right now, mate. Like you've got three blokes, three sons. Uh, who could easily fit on your throne, buddy, and you're sitting around there insulting their wives, therefore insulting them. Like, this, I don't know this is going to end well for you, mate. You're being a, being a super dick.
1: Yeah, but he also, like, told them to go shoot arrows and then just marry whatever, <laughs> wherever, you know. So True that. The guy's not got any, you know, uh, points going from at all in that way either. So he's, he's just going for the hat trick.
0: <laughs> he's all over the road at the moment. He <laughs> doesn't really know. what He's like, I'm going to be a dick king and I'm going to double down on this. Like, see you later. But so, and so he's, he's got, he sees Prince Ivan. And you got to think everyone's like, oh man, here comes the smack.
1: People are rubbing their hands together, going, okay, this is what I came for.
0: Yeah, exactly. Here comes the funnies. Um, and Ivan lays down the shirt, a handsomely embroidered uh, shirt with gold and silver. And the king took one look at it and he's like, now this is a shirt. Oh, I bet this shirt could shit all over other shirts. Fantastic shirt that shits on others. My god, I want to wear this shirt on all the best occasions. And uh, and you're gonna ask your son how his wife, an obvious frog, made this shirt? Does he? No, he doesn't. The king's like, ah, oh, this is what I wanted a great shirt. <sighs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> he's like, I'm a crazy king. No, he, he's got zero fucks about where this shirt has come from, he loves it so much. He's just like, sweet, uh, essentially Ivan's won this first challenge. So the two elderly brothers, or so, uh, it's Ivan's two older brothers, they go home, they they head back to their places, their respective places, but they're sort of grumbling, going, ah, shit. It looks like we laughed at Ivan's frog wife uh, for nothing because she's not a frog at all. She's a sorceress. She's got to be a sorceress. And you're like, come on, mate. Like, this is the first thing, like, this is your deduction. Yeah. Like, not maybe our youngest brother got someone else to make the shirt and then passed it off as being the frog making it, like straight away like a sorceress. And, you know, they're not wrong, but it's a, that's a bit of a leap.
1: Yeah, it's not the first thing that would come to mind, although, you know, magic and all that. Sorceress evil? Come on.
0: Yeah, well, I think the fact they're getting beaten, they're like, oh, mate, our human wives are getting uh, uh, outsown by a frog. This isn't cool at all. But anyway, um, so challenge number two, uh, the king calls his sons to the court again and he goes, let your wives bake me bread by tomorrow morning. Because uh, I want to know which one of your wives cooks the best. And you're like, oh, mate, what are these hoops that this king's making these, these women jump through? Like, what the fuck?
1: And what's the end game?
0: <laughs> he's a crazy king. He's a crazy king. <laughs> he wants to see, he's playing them off against each other.
1: So the firstborn he's the heir I'm assuming.
0: Well we're not sure that's the thing. Mm. He's the you'd think he's the heir by first heir by or is the heir by blood but you know the king could make someone else the heir apparent.
1: Yeah and he's just doing this for shits and giggles.
0: He's just, I think he's just old and and he just wants to fuck with his kids a bit.
1: But don't a lot of parents do that?
0: Oh, yeah but like not like that. <laughs> I, I oh yeah I suppose I'll, I'll pay attention at the next family barbecue I reckon just to, <laughs> just what goes down exactly but in the end like these these like as as uh, you know as misogynistic as this is these girls are princesses anyway now like they're not baking shit yeah so why
1: why are they cooking and yeah. sewing and
0: exactly that's why they call Vasilisa the wise because she's getting other people to do it like she's <laughs> she's the most regal out of the three. It seems like a really weird, like, all this, it's, it's all fucked. This king's fucked. Anyway, um, <laughs> Prince Sivan, uh having taken this news, he's, he's, he's a bit glum again, and he goes back to his his frog wife.
1: So, so is he glub? <laughs> glob,
0: glob, glob. Glub,
1: glub, glub. Glub, glub. I had to get that one in. Glub. Sorry. <laughs>
0: the little green frog one day. <laughs> yep, too many kids, uh, too many kids songs. I love it. Yeah, torture. He uh, could say he was hopping mad. Shit. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And uh, anyway, his uh, his uh, his frog wife says to him, "Oh, why are you so sad, Prince Ivan? Uh, my husband." And uh, he goes, "Oh, my husband wants you to bake a loaf of bread for him tomorrow, but." His dad. Shit. Papa. Papa, father, my father.
1: Pa- my father.
0: My Fajar would like a loaf of bread for tomorrow from you. And uh, he's distraught. He's He's like, a frog can't bake a loaf of bread. Uh, I think baking a loaf of bread is a lot easier than sewing a garment. Prince Ivan doesn't seem to think so. But, you know, the frog calms him. He goes, don't be downhearted, my prince. Just simply go to bed. For night is the mother of counsel. And uh, Ivan's like, righto, sleep time. And he goes, he's off to sleep. Uh, and now the other daughters-in-law, as in Ivan's older brother's wives, they were, uh, would shoot to them. They're in like a in like a scheming room or something like that. And they've been making fun of, of the frog at first because, of course, they would. You'd make friend Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A guy that marries a frog, you're going to have a, a few chuckles about it.
1: Yeah, it's it is low hanging fruit. You
0: have to laugh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, have but then again, having uh, having their garments been shat on by a shirt made by a frog that sort of snapped them into into a little bit more uh, re- resolution about this. Like, okay,
1: they don't want to be shown up.
0: Exactly, like we don't want to be shown up no. by a frog again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what's going on with this because there's something up up with this frog. Like obviously, if a frog's making clothes, there's something up with it. But anyway, and so they send like an old uh, an old woman, one of their servants, to go in and kind of spy on the frog. But you know, Vasilisa the frog, she she knows what's going on, and uh, and, and she knows what they're all about. So she like makes like a mock. Bakery scene where she's kneading the dough as a frog, uh, and she, you know, um, on top of it, pops the the dough and, and pops the uh, pops it basically straight into the oven down the hole onto the coals. Uh, and you'd think how cute would this scene be, like a, like a frog just like kneading dough and then like I'm gonna make a little frog dough bread times and pop it in yeah. there. Yeah. How would it's you
1: like a... sign it on the top? You know how they have the <laughs> yeah. switch on the top of the bread? Yeah. Would it be just these little like bloop bloop
0: bloop? Exactly. It's... Like it's frog it's, it's quite strange. It's gotta be with like frog prints or something going on there. to her special frog signature. Uh and so the old the old uh the old servant wife, uh, woman, uh like the old the old lady who was serving, she uh she spies and she, she runs back to the to the uh the sisters in law and she tells them all about what she had seen and the procedure which the frog had undertaken.
1: Oh what so they're gonna try and like Copy yeah. Yeah. How the frog makes the bread.
0: They're like, fuck, we can't be we can't be dressed up or dressed down again by this frog. We've got to kind of see what it's doing because it's obviously doing the right stuff uh to get the king happy. Uh and so the frog knows that it's been um been spied on and it's kind of dropping dough straight into the coals, which I'm assuming isn't the right way to bake bread in those days. It seems like it was gonna like pretty much directly on hot coals is gonna fuck up the, the dough real bad. But uh, you know, after that is seen, um, and and the old the old serving lady uh, chuffs off. Uh, the frog hops onto the doorstep and then sheds its skin and turns into the the, the wonderful Vasilisa the, wise. Vasilisa the Wise. And claps her hands and she cries, "Maids and nurses, get ready and work steady. By tomorrow morning." Bake me a soft white loaf, like the ones I ate when I lived at home.
1: So, they're her maids, like, in her household or something?
0: They've got to be, like, they've got to be the household maids in Prince of Arne's castle. Like, it's really weird, because they don't specify... What's going on? Because surely the next day they'd be like, "Oh, Ivan, yeah, like think like, guess what?
1: Yeah, he's
0: he's that he's that um, he's that garment that 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 really glamorous chick asked us to make last night." And he's like, "Oh no, I don't know that. I'm, I'm I'm married to a frog." Remember, I'm a van. I'm married to the frog. He's, oh yeah, okay. Well, here's the shirt anyway. Like it's, it's weird, but like I, I guess the thing is, is that the help doesn't talk to anybody else in these stories.
1: Yeah, typical. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We're here to do your bidding, and then fuck off.
1: <laughs> they do the work; the bosses take the credit.
0: Yeah, and uh, and so again, she's doing this shit. She's, she's cheating, she's disqualified, uh, but we won't worry about that. Uh, <laughs>
1: she is being wise.
0: She is being wise. Uh, delegation, that's what we're all about. Share the um, and so Prince Ivan wakes up uh, in the morning and there on the table, he sees a loaf of, of white bread. Uh, with all kinds of pretty designs on it.
1: Packed with sugar. Yes. Totally packed with sugar.
0: Preservation. The, the, yep. the loaf uh, lasted longer than all of them. <laughs> the yep. loaf was the last one standing <laughs> and uh it was just a, it was just a really like schmick looking loaf it even had like little like um like pastry cities on it like little like kind of like think like the intro for like the Game of Thrones how they go over the map like dun, 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 dun. and it's got like all the all the the settlements there think like that but like on a loaf of bread it's like crazy
1: Patrick I've never watched Game of Thrones
0: oh what? yeah blasphemer
1: i know in fact no hang on i have watched five minutes and it was because i got it from the dvd shop and got the second season instead of the first season and i sat and i think the first scene is like in a brothel where there's a bunch of people killing babies and went Huh. i don't know if this is me Mm, party foul
0: you never get into season
1: two (laughs) (laughs) all right so you got some cool steaming bread you know yeah, but yes.
0: if you're thinking that season two is when stuff gets a little bit uh, gory and a little bit a, a little bit real, uh, yeah. I know nothing. See, you know nothing. Like season one's got some uh, got some reckless shit going on. But hey, uh, amazing season, amazing show. Except for like the last three seasons, it just went. It just fucking shat itself so bad. But anyway, um. So anyway, uh, just think. Uh, yeah, it's like little, little miniature figures on, uh, or cities and settlements on this loaf of bread. So you got to think the bread's pretty big and you could be like, oh, that looks like the main uh, land points or the main um, markers of the city or whatever. But anyway, it's, it's enough to please Prince Ivan. He is overjoyed and he wraps the loaf of bread up in a, in a linen towel and takes it to present to his father. And uh, so he's, he's pretty chuffed, uh, and he arrives at the king's court uh, when he, the king was receiving the loaves that his uh, his elder brother's wives had baked, and obviously because they had uh, they'd done the little spy thing, both of their loaves look uh, were, were baked in the, in the manner of which the frog had let them see before.
1: So they're burnt as shit
0: on the bottom, and yeah, yeah. Essentially, essentially, that's it. Uh, he, he, the king just sort of looks at them and looks at them. They're just like, "Mate, this is burnt as shit on the bottom. Like this is, this is fucking terrible." I tell you what, send these shit loaves of bread. Send them to the servants' halls. They can eat it.
1: Or, or chuck chuck him to the ducks and knock them out at the same time well
0: like think like for a king who's fucky with his kids his kids and we talked about regicide just before like now he's got the servants on his on the offside like that's pretty like obviously the servants yeah. get the stuff the king eats but that's a lot of disdain being like this shit bread can go to the help Fuck him! Like they'll eat it, and you're like, oh man, I swear this king's gonna be hanging from a lamppost pretty soon. <laughs> the way he, the way he's going, he's just he's pissing off all the right people. But anyway, um, you know this has happened, and uh, and and Prince Ivan he he strides up to the king, his father, and uh, and presents the loaf of bread. And uh, lo and behold, the father, the king, he stands up and proclaims, "Now this is what I call bread." Oh, it is fit to be eaten only on holidays, as in like special, special occasions. So, this is like a massive, like, like cue the trumpets, everyone's cheering. Like, what a massively awesome loaf of bread. Fantastic loaf of bread.
1: So, hang on, like, you would save it for a special occasion?
0: Well, like you said, it was all packed in sugar.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so it is. All right. Okay. It's going to last. It's going to last a while. It's going to be like a Macca's cheeseburger that lasts for.
0: 50 years. Yeah, well there was there was to go off topic a little bit. There was like in like medieval early modern times, I think like the like the 12th to like the 16th centuries, there were massive massive pies that were baked like the size of say like uh i don't know like 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 a like a ki- like a, like a blow up kid swimming pool like pie is that big that they just chucked all this meat and gruel and vegetables and all that with shit tons of ale and other liquor in that because it would preserve and last it's forever it. and so they'd basically sit this massive fuck off pie somewhere and everyone would just come by take huge scoops of it and eat it throughout like the the months
1: and also, poss- possibly get a bit pissed.
0: Well, they yeah yeah. Well, they'd be get, <laughs> they'd be getting ale as well that on the side. So you got a, you got a beer pie, and then you got beer beer. Um, yeah, you, they, they have it at time, but like that's sort of kind of what they um how they went about. Like they had that stuff because it was preserved for so long. Uh, you didn't have to keep it fresh or keep it keep it chilled or anything. Just come and take a scoop when you want and go for gold. So like this sort of bread is that you,
1: like that the song of the four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie, blah blah blah. When the pies opened.
0: Well that was weird because you know, um by the end you've got the you got the the um the bird pecking out the servant's eyes and you're like, what the fuck does she do? Like <laughs> I think it's got something yeah. to do with that. But that's the sort of I mean if you're putting birds into a pie, uh that's gonna be for the royalty or like the people who can afford it. Like most pies had like the shit off cuts of like you know, you'd be lucky if you found like a couple of ravens or something in there.
1: Hoofs
0: and all sorts. Uh, troughs and snouts. Troughs and snouts. (laughs) But, yeah, that's sort of what we're looking at uh, for this in terms of this bread. It's it's something that can last for a while. So you whip it out on the holidays or, or, you know, a great occasion. And the king uh, goes to his sons um, and he says, mate, we'll even have this bread tomorrow. Why not? Let's have a feast. Why don't you come to my place uh, for a feast? Bring your wives as well. I'll wear the shirt. Yep, I'll wear the shirt. Uh, make sure to keep a few metres apart uh, away from me because this shirt just goes nuts. Like I can't wear anything else but this shirt because it just shits on me. <laughs> um, but anyway, guys, make it here tomorrow. It'll be great.
1: How did we get to a shirt shitting on people?
0: Well, you know, we just found a path and followed it.
1: <laughs> yep, makes sense.
0: <laughs> But Ivan, he's he's not too pleased because um, he comes home and he's grieving again. Uh, and the frog hops up to him and says, "Why are you so sad, Prince Ivan? Has your father said anything unkind to you?" And he goes, "No, of course not. I mean, you got you you've won the day twice now. This is great, but." Froggy, my frog, uh, and you go, "Is that what is that what you named it, Ivan? You're a frog." <laughs> yes, Froggy, the frog who is a frog who does frog like things, and uh, like Ivan didn't even name it. But also, the frog can talk. At no point did like he go, "Hey, by the way, what's your name? Like, what do you call yourself?" Uh, so he's just been calling it Frog the whole time, and continues to do so. <clears throat> He's like, how can rude. I help but being sad? Exactly, what a rude dick! Uh, rude. He goes, uh, he goes. How can I help being sad, uh, wife frog?
1: I'm not getting any. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lockdown right now.
1: I'm not seeing any tadpoles anywhere. <laughs>
0: this is a bridge too far for Prince Ivan. Um, and he goes, father wants us, uh, wants me to bring you. He, to you the know feast what? Here. You know
1: what, Pat. He needs to take the leap.
0: Oh! Ho, 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 ho. She,
1: she went there. She did it. Yep.
0: <laughs> and anyway, Ivan, he's like, stop making all these jokes, Froggy. Um, <laughs> I'm not getting down and dirty with you. I can't. Uh, but I'm really, really, I'm really sad because father wants me to bring you to his feast tomorrow. And how can I bring you a frog to the people as my wife? How can I do that? And you, sit, you sit there and go, well, because the king was happy enough to marry you in public to a frog. Uh, plus, the king's like already barred up pretty hard over the fact that a frog can make a shirt that shoots all over other shirts, and a loaf of bread that beats beats all others. So, like, you know, and also the frog can talk. Yeah. Like, have it just be like, oh, by the way, my wife, who's a frog, can talk.
1: A civilized conversation at the dinner table. Um, what else do you need?
0: It'd be great.
1: Prefer that over some other, um, you know, princesses that um, don't string a sentence together, or princes for that matter.
0: Mm, exactly. I mean, I would take a talking frog over most humans these days. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, um and, and besides the clo- the frog is clearly in the lead of whatever like this crazy king's doing. The king, the, the frogs, the frogs killing it. It's it's all over it. But anyway, the frog goes, "Don't be downhearted, my husband. Simply go to the feast alone, and I will come later on." But uh when you hear a loud knocking and banging, don't be afraid. If you are asked what's what that sounds all about, just say it is only your Froggy riding in her box. I'm just going to leave that right there. Right. It's a direct line.
1: Like does he get told here take this box with you?
0: No, no, just it just says just says if you hear it banging, cuz there'll be banging elsewhere. Like if you oh. hear loud banging happening. Yeah. Uh, just tell people it's uh, it's just your froggy riding in her box, and
1: uh, wow. yeah, that's, that's, that's also no cool. Surely someone would have called her him out if that was really going to happen.
0: It just sounds a bit strange. He goes, oh, that's just my froggy riding in her box, and people would be like, okay, uh, no follow up, no follow up, all good with that.
1: This is my wife in the box.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, but Ivan is happy with this uh, explanation because he uh, he sits there and goes, oh, well, you know, she's clearly come... Also, oh, the frog's clearly come through twice for me already. Um, I'm sure this will work out fine. She can stay in her box. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Prince <laughs> and Ivan... And another example
1: of him being a dick.
0: You no, know, he's such a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> so Prince Ivan, he goes to the, uh, the feast by himself and his elder brothers, um, they turn up with their wives... Uh, you know, and they're dressed up, you know, to the nines. This is a feast. so Everyone has to look look good, look in their fine clothes, have all their makeup on. And Ivan's older brothers start mocking him. And they go, why did you not bring your wife there, younger brother? Uh, you could have brought her in a handkerchief because she's so small and she's a frog. And like, you know, uh, you know, where indeed did you find such a beauty? Ha, ha, ha. Like, you must have searched all through the marshes for, th- for that one. But it's ivan has got to be like, look, Glass House's boys, uh, my frog just beat your two human wives at doing human stuff. So you guys can go fuck yourselves.
1: Well, you know, they're probably feeling a little bit more relaxed and and happy with their wives simply because
0: they're
1: human and they're, you know, unless they're not getting any. They got human
0: sexy bits.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. I think maybe that, like, if my brother ended up marrying a frog, I'd probably have a crack at him too.
0: Well, true that. But it wasn't, it was kind of, he was coerced into it by their crazy dad and his rules about arrows.
1: Yeah. So he's not brought up that point. He's not a good debater.
0: Mm. But, you know, maybe, maybe I think you, you might have just hit the nail on the head with that because instead of having their froggies... Air quotes, froggies riding in their own boxes. These brothers are riding in in <laughs> their wives' boxes. Huzzah! So they they're feeling uh, Okay. <laughs> They're feeling relaxed about things. They're like, no worries, yeah. mate. I, I just. I didn't uh,
1: want to go there. I wanted to keep it classy.
0: <laughs> no, we're not classy in this show. We are not classy okay. at all. Um, but still, you got to think these brothers are really just playing into the hands of whatever this crazy king's up to. They're all being manipulated by their father. They shouldn't be, uh, you know, going off at each other. They should be banding together
1: and going, oh, what the fuck, dad. Yeah, let's let's sort this out.
0: Dad, you're a fuckwit."
1: <laughs> Has the will been drawn up? That is the big question.
0: Well, that's it. We have no idea. But I'm sure we'll find out uh, after we take a quick, quick break. Uh, and we'll find out what happens with the frog slash uh, Vasilisa, the wise. See what happens. See what goes down at this feast. But uh, yes, we'll uh, we'll leave it there for two seconds. Have a little quick break and we'll come back to you. Yeah. All right. Back in a smic. So basically, uh, we're at the at the feast Uh, Ivan's rocked up and uh, he's copped a bit of shit, unwarranted shit from his brothers uh, about the fact that he's uh, been married against his will to a frog. Um, And uh, we're there right now and the king and his sons and daughters-in-law or two of the daughters-in-law anyway, and all the guests sit down at the feast and start having a great time. Uh, and it all, and at once, uh, a, a loud knocking and banging happens, which shakes the whole palace.
1: What could that be?
0: I know it's a surprise. You think like uh, artillery is going off, or something like that. Like it's a huge, huge, loud banging, and the guests jump up in fright. And but Prince Ivan, he he calmly gets to his feet. And he goes, "Do not worry. Do not be afraid, good people. It's only my froggy riding in her box." And everyone's like, oh, sweet. No worries. I thought it was something terrible for a second. Uh, No worries. Like, all is well. Like, everyone just gets calmed. You're like...
1: They're all jerks.
0: (laughs) But they're all like, oh, I thought we are under attack. Okay, cool. You're just your tiny frog in a box making all that racket. Okay, cool. And you're shaking the foundations of the castle, right? (laughs) Exactly. Everyone's just like, okay, cool. You've given us a reason and we have accepted it uh, (laughs) completely. (laughs) Thanks, Ivan. I am at ease. Uh, another cup of ale, please. Like they're they're just all back to the party now. They're having a great time. Uh, and so, just uh, just as uh, Prince Ivan says that, a gilded carriage drawn by six white horses dashes up to the palace door, and out of the carriage steps the 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 radiant Vasilisa the Wise, dressed in a silky blue. Uh, um, Gown strewn with stars and a shiny moon upon her head. So she looks like, you know, any any Disney princess, like classic Disney princess.
1: Slow motion, maybe.
0: Yeah, people are falling over themselves trying to get a better look at her. Like they're just like, "Oh my god!" Like she, she just she looks, uh, she's taken everybody's breath away. Everyone's like, "Holy shit! Who's this?" And uh, she takes Prince Ivan by the hand and leads him to the table. And Prince Ivan, at this stage, because he doesn't know anything about her being who she is, she doesn't know who this woman is. He's going with it. He he does. He just goes exactly with it. He's going
1: with it. (laughs) He goes,
0: "Yep, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm going with this. Sweet." And all the guests are like, "Oh, sweet, okay." This this random, random glamorous stranger has come and taken a married prince by his hand. They all dance. Whatever. We're gonna get back and have a have a have a drink, be merry, all that stuff. And Vasilisa uh, drinks from her glass and empties the dregs onto her left sleeve, uh, and then she ate some swan meat and put the bones in her right sleeve. Okay. Yeah, you're just like, all right, but stick with me.
1: That's not normal dinner table kind of. Behaviour?
0: No, it's it's really odd. And uh but the, the, the step uh sisters, uh for some reason they they do the same. Because they're like, Oh, maybe they're like, Oh, this, this glamorous chick who's got everyone's attention is doing this. Maybe we'll do this as well. This seems like a really cool thing to do. Uh and so uh, when the eating and drinking was over and the time came for dancing, Buster Lisa the wise, took Prince Ivan and uh, they, they went off onto the dance floor. And she whirled and danced and everybody watched and marvelled. And then she waved her left sleeve, the sleeve which she emptied the dregs of her drink on, and then a lake appeared. As in, like, a body of water. Magic lake.
1: Like in, in the castle, in the dining hall. On the dance floor. Or...
0: They're like, here's fucking lake, guys. Dance on that. So that happened. Cool. Cool. And then in her, from her right sleeve... Which she then waved. Uh, white swans, alive white swans, I should say, <laughs> not dead. <laughs> dead swans just flop on the floor. Uh, alive white swans uh, flutter out, and they begin to swim on the lake. Magical lake with fluttering swans on it.
1: Two swans are like a a bunch of swans,
0: like a flock, a flock,
1: Is it a flock, flock of swans.
0: Yeah, I think it. Anyway, a group, a group of swans. Let's we'll go with that. More than one swan <laughs> comes off the sleeve <laughs> and starts swimming on the lake and everyone's like, holy shit, you don't get this at a banquet. This is fucking awesome. Well done, whoever you are.
1: Bravo. Uh, must be very foxed right now, but bravo.
0: Exactly. And, the, and even the king's like, "Fuck, oh, this is awesome. Like, great stuff. Uh, but nobody seems to sort of jump to be like, hey, this isn't normal behavior at all. <laughs> like who's who comes in and makes a lake and swans appear. No one's like what the fuck? She's a witch. She's a witch. They're all just like this is great. I've always wanted a lake in the middle of a of a of a <laughs> feast and with swans no less. This is awesome. And uh and then just then the the uh sister-in-laws to Ivan uh they go oh wait, we we did that same shit with the sleeve as well when uh when, when, um, when Vasilisa did that. Let's, let's do that ourselves. So they, they jump out onto the dance floor and they're like, yeah, sweet. And so they only succeed when they wave their left, uh, their left sleeve on like um, knocking over wine glasses all over their guests. And, uh, and the one that when they wave their right hand scatters the bones of swans, which they put in there before. And one of the bones hits the poor king right in the forehead.
1: Yes. Good.
0: And he he, he uh, regained his senses and ruled wisely and justly till the end of his days. No, that's not what happened fuck, at all. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the king fucking flipped. Uh, he was not happy at all. He goes, mate, who the fuck throws a swan bone at me? You two bitches, you're out. Who throws a swan bone? <laughs> who throws a swan? Honestly.
1: Honest, honestly, <laughs> who throws a swan bone? <laughs>
0: She's out of order. So are you two lasses. <laughs> out you get. You're out of my castle. Off oh, if Get away from me. I'm the king. I'm still crazy. Uh, and me- meanwhile... Uh,
1: Hang on. Can I just question, balls? like, swan bones aren't that big, right? Why would that knock him into his senses?
0: No, that was, that was me just... Uh, just try to say that a swan bone turned this kid, this king, into not being a fuckhead. But that didn't happen at all. It just he just got hit with a bone. So him being a king and probably just a little bit weird anyway, uh, he's not, he doesn't like right. uh, getting a swan bone in, in his face. So he he evicts the two daughters. So that's a
1: part of the entire story that I'm questioning.
0: Is, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: the weight of a swan bone.
0: <laughs> I think it could have been anything. Like, they could have, like, flicked a bit of uh, a pesto or something. He hits the king on the cheek. He's like, mate, that's my favourite cheek. You girls are out of here. Like, he's, he's on edge. Yeah. He's not wanting any food in his face.
1: I'm the kin. Well,
0: he's got a shirt that's shitting all over him probably still. Uh, he <laughs> doesn't want yeah. food in his face right now. Yeah,
1: he doesn't have, like, um, you know, fancy footwear that would help him kind of at least walk on the lake or something. Is he like is it Hermes that has the winged sandals? Yeah,
0: I'm very fast. Ah yes, yes. Uh, but uh, but no, he doesn't he's not aided by any of the, any of that, that stuff unfortunately. He's just a he's just a seated he's king. Disappointed. I know, I know. Yes. He lucked out. I mean you got all these other uh weapons and apparel with magical attributes and he's got a shirt that shits on him. <laughs> but which is meant to be other shirts. So even the shirt's confused by what's going on. But here, here we are. But while this is all happening, uh, Prince Ivan he slips out of the uh, of the feast and he runs to his home, to where he finds the frog skin which Vasilisa uh, used or uses, and he tosses this frog skin onto a fire, because like he knew exactly what was going down at that point. I mean there's no explanation. Oh, so
1: so he wants the hot broad to stay the hot broad.
0: Yeah, but there's 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 no indication in the story that anything's like the penny hasn't dropped for Ivan that oh wait, this hot chick who's come up and started making lakes and birds and shit, that's the frog that I married. Like there's nothing to lead us uh to So to... he's tr-
1: he's trying to murder his wife right now. I think they've just
0: missed a couple of lines on the uh on on the uh, on the writer's table, and they've just been like, oh, yeah." By the way, Prince Ivan knows that Vasilisa is the frog. Uh yep. Next scene. Um, and so that's what's up. So yeah, <clears throat> and you can't fault him on this front because you got Vasilisa the wife. Or, oh, sorry, Vasilisa the wise. Sorry, she doesn't change her name to be Vasilisa the wife because she <laughs> she did. She's wise before, before she was wife. Yeah, people. exactly. If she was wise. She wouldn't have been Ivan's wife because Ivan's a friggin' idiot. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, he's yeah. Well, she's
1: very wise, being married to the freaking idiot.
0: Ah, yeah. true that she can manoeuvre her power herself a lot better. Vasilisa, the the wise, she's come home because uh, she's gone. Oh, Ivan's not at the feast. He's, he's ghosted me. Uh, he, she goes back home and uh, she looks for the frog skin because she wants to transform again, so she can keep doing her frog her frog stuff. And, uh, but then she saw that uh, she couldn't find the frog skin and then sits down on the bench and looks real pissed off and says, Prince Ivan, what have you done? And he's like, Ah, mate, I might have thrown this frog skin on the fire, but look at you. Like, you get to be my wife now, like human wife, like none of this frog stuff. It's gonna be human wife now. This would be great. Uh, and she's like, You don't understand, mate.
1: Did we ever establish why she decided to stick with frog instead of woman?
0: Well, if you stick with me, she was. She was actually just about to explain it. <laughs> just about I was leaping to explain. Ahead. Yeah, I she's... was leaping ahead. I know. Yeah. She's like, Ivan, you fucking idiot! If you had have just waited three more days, <laughs> three more days, <laughs> I would have been yours forever. But now, farewell. Seek my ass in the thrice nine lands, in the thrice ten kingdom, where Koshi the Deathless dwells. <laughs> you fuck. I forgot about good
1: old Koshi. Yeah.
0: She's like so close, so close. And you're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? She's, she didn't say anything about, first of all, uh, being Vasilisa the Wise which she could have told prince ivan because she had the power of speech as a frog
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and didn't tell yeah. any, didn't tell him anything about his predicament or her predicament sorry her predicament about being you know uh, needing to be in a frog suit or frog stage for as long as she was or whatever never gave him any sort of timeline i mean that's on you vasilisa
1: there's no communication in that
0: relationship terrible communicators terrible but you can't get angry at somebody for doing something that you didn't want done without them knowing that you didn't want it to get done
1: Could you say that again <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> you can't like Vasilisa can't be pissed off at ivan for for doing what he did because he's probably thinking oh, i'm i'm rescuing this girl because who wants to be a frog they'd rather be you know Vasilissa the wise yeah okay and she's like mate you didn't Mate, if you had to just waited you're like what if you mean, waited i had no idea i had to wait you didn't tell me anyway terrible communicators that's all we're saying
1: but was she bound to not tell?
0: We don't know. And
1: was she not allowed to tell? Is that why?
0: Well, let's assume that. And so she's like, fuck, mate, I would have told you all this, but I, I, I was bound to secrecy. I couldn't tell you. Bye. And she turns herself into a grey bird and flies out the window. Uh, and Prince Ivan, he's distraught. And he wept harsh tears for his departed bride wept. He did. This is his first wept Yeah, I'll I'll take that because he was so close. <laughs> he was at the point. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kept it together when he married a frog. He gets he gets his dream. Yeah, <laughs> he earned
1: the the right to just let it all go.
0: He wanted it. He was so close. He was there and then he got taken away. So, all right, fair to you. Fair play, Evan. Um, I probably would as well. I mean, it's a harsh, harsh hill he's been climbing. But he resolved himself real quick and he's like, mate, I need to travel uh, to find the, my LOML, the love of my life. I need to find her so bad. But I don't actually know where because she lives. Uh, so I'm just going to wander around the land without really any sort of direction. Uh, I'm just going to wander around and let the uh, let the boots or let the heels of my boots wear down and just, just, you know, live disheveledly, just trying to find the love of my life. And uh, and so he does this for some time, obviously. And then um uh, one day he meets a little old man, pretty much as old as old can be. They describe him as. So he's, he's old as fuck, like real, real past it. He's like the, uh, if you've seen um, the first Disney Aladdin movie, which I know you have. A whole new world. Uh, it's like the the old guy who's in the jail who uh, Jafar plays his disguise. Uh
1: with like the really long, skinny, gross fingers and the Yes yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. the teeth. <laughs> and he's like he's like, the I teeth. know a way to get out of here, Aladdin. If you'll find go with me and we'll find a treasure. Like that guy.
1: And then he smiles and the sound effect is like Ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody it's like a it's like a wet like a slightly a sweaty palm, like dragging over a window glass yeah. or something like that. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's it's, weird. It's
1: absolutely gross.
0: Yes. But, uh, this, this old man is quite a nice guy and he goes, good day, my lad. Uh, where are you going? What are you, what, what, what are you doing? What, what are you, what are you up to? And, uh, and Prince Sivan, he tells him all about his travel. The old man's like, ah, why did you burn the frog skin, you idiot? <laughs> Clearly, it was not yours to keep or do away with. <laughs> Doi? Uh, he goes, Vasilisa, so the wise was born wiser than her father, and that made him so angry that turned him, uh, that turned her into a frog for three years. Ah, well, it cannot be helped. Uh, for now anyway but take this ball of yarn which i have and follow it as in roll it roll it out and follow where it goes without fear for wherever it treads and uh and this will help you out all right see ya
1: so he's gone from like launch an arrow and then marry whatever's at the end of it to like here's some yarn shock yeah. it
0: he's a ball of string he's a ball of string <laughs>
1: Sort yourself out.
0: Have a great time there, champ.
1: He's 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 gonna stop being so gullible.
0: Yeah, and, and Ivan he doesn't vet this guy at all. He's just like, oh, some random old bloke told me about uh, told me to follow this ball of string. Uh, I'm gonna do it because uh, but he didn't even tell me that this will lead me to uh, to Vasilisa the Wise. He just says I'll follow it and uh, and but make sure to follow it wherever it goes.
1: But it's a safe assumption,
0: yeah? Right? It's a safe assumption. There's a few safe assumptions in this story, and uh, as
1: the listener of the story, it's a safe.
0: Yes, assumption. yes. You assume that these are uh, there's uh, there's these two dots connect, and the other dot is Vasilisa the Wise. So, uh, Prince Ivan he thanks uh, the little old man. And he follows the ball of yarn uh, and in an open field. He met a bear, and a bear comes charging up to him. And Ivan's like, "Oh shit! I gotta fight this bear now!" And he's about to kill it. And the bear speaks to him because the bear can talk. Uh, and he says, "Do not kill me, Prince Ivan, for you may have need of me later." And uh, Prince Ivan's like, "All right, all right, all right. I won't. be killing. Won't be killing any bears today. Uh, you can. You can. You can live. All right. Farewell." and and uh, he continues on and suddenly then a drake is it a bird flies overhead and Ivan's like oh i need some drake food i need some i need some food i'm gonna do it so he aims his bow uh but as the drake flies by you gotta think it's like fuck off prince don't kill me don't kill me i'll help you out later if you don't shoot me don't shoot me and um again Uh, the prince Ivan's like all right all right I I won't I won't be shooting you that's fine Uh, and then a a, a snare uh, sorry a hare comes running past and Ivan's like oh I love hares Uh, I'm gonna shoot it I'm gonna shoot it I'm gonna catch it it'll be great whatever I need to do and the the same thing happens again the hare goes oh don't don't be killing me Ivan Um, I could help you out uh, someday later on if you need and he spares the hare as well so while he's following the ball of yarn the whole time, he's like deciding whether or not he's going to kill animals and all that. But he's he's not killing and them. He's
1: what probably getting a bit hungry.
0: Uh, yes, yes. The idea is that he's uh, he's hungry. He's in need of nourishment, but he's uh, he's being nice to everything he sees and not killing them. So earning uh, earning a few brownie points uh, with his forest friends. Forest friends. So yeah, that's good. He's got a few of them now. Okay. Um, and then he comes to the to the Blue Sea, the shores of the Blue Sea, and he sees a pike lying on the sandy beach, gasping for air. So, like, a pike, uh, what I found out is uh, sometimes okay. known as a jackfish. Is? Yes. Uh, yeah, as known, yeah, yeah. Sometimes known as a jackfish. It's sort of typical in, like, the northern hemisphere. The pike, while it's gasping for air, is like, Ah, Prince Ivan, take pity on me and throw me back into the sea. And obviously he's going to do that because, you know, if he didn't kill a bear, uh, he's obviously going to throw a, uh, a fish He's in. on a roll. He is. He's on a roll. His karma, his karma meter is just like booming right now. He's feeling great. So he tosses the fish back into the, uh, into the ocean and then uh, the ball of yarn rolls into a forest and he finds a house with a hut that stands on hen's feet or chicken's feet. <laughs> now, who could this house belong to? Um, spoiler alert, it's Baba Yaga's house. For for those of us who haven't listened uh, to the <laughs> earlier episodes, it's Bobby Yaga's place. And uh, it even has ears that can listen because Ivan goes up to the hut and he goes, little hut, little hut, turn your back to the trees and your face to me, please. And he goes, ha ha, I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Ivan!" <laughs> <Oops. laughs> it's like, shut up, Ivan." <laughs> No time for rhymes. Oh, I just did it then. Ah! Um, Anyway, and the hut turns uh, to face him uh, in terms of facing. And the door opens. And Prince Ivan walks into the, the threshold of the house or the hut. And he sees sitting in the corner is the Baba Yaga. Now... Have you, uh, well, pretty much we all know the Baba Yaga. Just think of any witch without going into a super long description about her because it's in episode eight. And then I think the, I did another episode, um, about the Baba Yaga with, uh, with Andrea, where she's basically just a, just a, uh, a really, she's called like the bony legged one. She's just like a horrid witch. And, uh, yep. So when she sees. Ah, oh, see, I
1: pictured like Baba Yaga like being quite, um, Uh large and hefty. Oh yeah, 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 she's large
0: and hefty, but she's got bony legs. Okay. Yep. So you've got that going on. Uh and she's like, I Russian blood. Never met by me before. Now I smell it at my door. See, she does rhymes as well. Like she's (laughs) she's doing it all. She's doing it all. Um and she goes, Who comes here? Where from? And where you off to? And Ivan, quick as you like, he's like, you might give me meat and drink and a steam bath before asking me questions. And you're like, fuck, Ivan, shit. You bust into her house and you start demanding food and demanding. drink
1: Demanding. <laughs> like, what a dick. But he, but he wants food and drink and a bath because he stinks.
0: Hey, she's on board. Get in there. She's there. Um, And so anyways, Baba Yaga's like, obviously, I'm going to do this because, you know, it's what you do. And uh, she must be looking for some good press or something like that. She does exactly that. She gives him meat. She gives him drink. And she gives him a steam bath. Ooh, lovely. And then she puts him to bed. Uh, and uh, then Ivan tells her, you know, about his quest to seek Vasilisa the Wise. So you're assuming this is happening while Baba Yaga's, like, tucking him in or something like that. Uh, so that's, that's the time that he tells her about his quest to find his, uh, his missing wife. And Baba Yaga, she's down with this. She knows what's going on. She goes, I know, I know. Your wife is now in the power of Kashi the Deathless. And you're like, yeah, we know that. Uh, and he goes, oh, it will be hard for you to get uh, to get to him, though. Uh, cause, cause she is more than a match for you. Um, uh, his death is at the point of a needle and the needle is in an egg and the egg is in a duck and the duck is in a hare, and the hare is in a stone casket. And the, the casket is at the top of a tall oak tree that Kushi the deathless guards like a motherfucker. So Ooh. ain't no way you're getting at that, my dear boy, but go to sleep, go to sleep. And he like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, it's I think it's got it's it's like Harry Potter and the the Horcruxes in terms of like how um how Voldemort's uh you know protecting them and putting them into like far off places. This is like that to like an nth degree, except he's putting it all together in one casket. It's a it's a weird thing.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like someone has to be the hero, as stories go.
0: As the stories go, we've got our hero. Because the next morning, uh, Baba Yaga, she's not the hero, by the way. It's not Baba Yaga. You love it to be though.
1: <laughs> <Aww>.
0: <laughs> she shows up and uh, and and she goes, "All right, Ivan, come with me. I'm going to show you exactly where this tree is." Uh, and then uh, she, she shows him the uh, the tall oak with the stone casket on top of it. And uh, she's like, "All right, see ya." And you're like, "What? But no, no evil shit from you." No Baba
1: instructions. Yaga. No, no, like parting. Words of wisdom,
0: at least. Normally, Baba Yaga fucks with the heroes and and, and makes them go through, like, ordeals or something before they leave. But now they're just like, nah. She's like, nah, it's good. You guys have been great. Just a helpful witch. She's she's great. She's great. Uh, And then suddenly, up came a bear. The bear, in particular. The life of which uh, Ivan spared uh, the day before. And he's like, I hate trees with stone caskets on them. (laughs) We're
1: talking about yogi, right?
0: Yep. Yep. And uh, and and can and we he, call him Yogi? Well, He's <laughs> like, I hate them stone caskets. He's not happy. <laughs> he's fucking hates him because I hate trees with stone caskets on them. That's it. And he goes, he pulls the tree out, roots and all, and down falls the casket and breaks right open. And out of the casket springs the hare, not the one. No, he's an a hare, and he starts to scamper off. And then the hare which Prince Ivan saved or spared yesterday, he gave chase and he caught the uh, the casket hair and then tore it to bits and you're like oh fuck that's uh it's pretty heavy but then uh, before anyone has time to like throw up a little bit um, out of the dead hair flies a duck and it shot high into the sky but just like that appeared the drake which Prince Ivan had spared the day before and it attacked the duck who was clasping the egg and the and the egg dropped but oh no the egg fell down into the blue sea and at this point, Ivan, he wept. Bitter tears. He was so uh, He was so it, was close. Over it. Again, he was like, fucking hell, again, again. Um, and he's like, how the hell could I find an egg in the sea? But just like that, the pike, the fish, which Prince Ivan had thrown back into the sea, swims up with the egg in its mouth. And, uh, and Prince Ivan breaks open the egg, took the needle out, and set about breaking the point off. Now he's like, you know, trying to snap this thing. And the more, the more he bent, the more Kashi the Deathless writhed and screamed. Now you're gonna be like, what? Why is Kashi screaming and writhing? He's he's not here, but this story just decides to bring him up now. So we're assuming that Kashi's been hanging out at that tree the whole time just like watching everything that's going down
1: yeah so because she is probably acting as weird as the witch like that's not really true to character or form just sit back and watch
0: or maybe they're like glitching out or something <laughs> and they're just like oh yeah <laughs> you, you, yep yeah, you're, you're good maybe he's seen like the bear rock up and he's like oh fuck i'm not i'm not dealing with a bear today no thank you not
1: going anywhere near there he
0: would be like i'm not tangoing with you you hairy fucker <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to figure out how a duck would fit in a hair, like a turducken, or uh, you know, just the once again going with the facts. How would a duck fit in a hair, and fly I away? You, I
0: think if you're looking for uh, for factual uh, explanations in this story, <laughs> you might uh, you might be looking for a while. If you find you find uh, one about the shirt that shits all over other shirts, let me know, because. Uh, that's one fact I need to Ch- I... Ch-
1: Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> but anyway, um, Kashi the Deathless, he's been there the whole time. He's, gl- he's glitching out. But one thing he's not glitching over is the fact that Ivan uh, is trying to, like, mess with his pin. And he's not liking it one bit. And then finally, Prince Ivan breaks off the point of the needle and Kashi the Deathless falls down dead. <gasps> and that's it. Like, short but sweet. Uh, cause she didn't even have a speaking line, really.
1: Yeah. how, how, how do we find out why? Cause she is like uh, just bound to this needle, this pin. Well,
0: he's he's bound his life to it. I think I think he's done. Think,
1: oh, he's, like the Horcrux. That's, okay. yeah. He's, done,
0: he's Horcruxed it. And uh, yep. Uh, the great thing about Koshi's place, which is nearby, nearby to this tall oak, is it's a white stone palace. And so Prince Ivan went there. Uh, and he, founds, he finds Vasilisa the Wise, who comes running out of the palace and kisses him deeply. And she's like, fucking right on, mate. Yes, I'm back. Vasilisa's back.
1: You may weep, but you're my man and I love you.
0: Yeah, I'm on you, baby. Let's go. Um, and, yeah, Prince Ivan and Vasilisa the Wife go back to their own home and lived in peace and happiness to a ripe old age. The end. Like that's it.
1: Nah, 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 nah. But what about the king? Like, what was the whole fucking reason for all the challenges?
0: Exactly, exactly. You got no challenge, like no point of the challenges. You've got nothing for Baba Yaga to do except for like be tour guide and take him or taxi driver, take him to to where Ivan needs to be, and no showdown really with Kushi the Deathless. Like it was so weird. It's just so brief. So this was. This
1: was sort of like the G-rated version that they told to the slightly littler
0: Kiddlywinks. Yeah, but like the Kiddlywinks that, that wouldn't be like, hey, wait a second, this doesn't make sense, you know, to the narrative. I mean, why would you open up, why would you like introduce all these different plot threads and all that to then not resolve them? This is weird. And
1: how can a fish get an egg and bring it to the surface? fish don't do that
0: <laughs> and the, the parents <laughs> like well all the answers are in the house that has chicken legs walking around it's make <laughs> believe <public, my dear. laughs> it's all magic and you're like oh because that's all they did they said oh it was all magic or whatever <laughs> This story is as much about the unveiling of Vasilisa the Wise than about Baba Yaga or Koshi the Deathless. And I feel kind of bad for all the Koshi fans because I G'd him up at the uh, the beginning of this episode. I was like, (laughs) Koshi's back! And like, no, he's not, guys, is he? (laughs) He's back in his dead. Uh, but you know we we'll what? If, what if
1: David what Margaret, If David and Margaret were giving it, like, five stars, David would be like, I give it one star. And Margaret would be like, oh, my God, I loved it. I'm giving um, it seven David. stars. <laughs>
0: well, you know David doesn't give anything without <laughs> subtitles five stars. Like, if he's got subtitles. He loves it.
1: That's true. And if you got Paul Walker in, like, Fast Cars, Margaret's like,
0: yes. <laughs> oh, I love Paul so. Walker. He's just such a lovely boy. And look at his arms. Hmm. <laughs> For those of you who don't watch much Australian television, the show we're referring to is called At the Movies with David and Margaret on the ABC. That is all.
1: Yeah, I think she'd like Ivan or (laughs) Ivan.
0: (laughs) Ivan, yep. Uh, Well, there we go. Um, You know, apart from all that business, uh, that wraps up the episode, the story. uh called the 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 frog princess obviously the frog princess being Vasilisa the Wise we will call this her her Kitillion, her outcoming. she's ready she's ready to do things uh wisdom styles hey, that wraps it up and uh it's uh yeah it was a it was a fine fine story and i thank you for joining me on that one i had a, I had a ball
1: you are welcome i had a ball too cool
0: excellent well before we uh before we get going is there anything uh, uh near and dear to you that you'd like to plug uh to the listeners Or anything like that?
1: To be honest, and I did think about this at length, um, I'm going to be cliche and say, if you're not a member of your union, join your union. And I'm going to leave it at that. Just look into it. We're not all thugs. Uh, Unions are there for a reason. And um, we need people to mobilise and and band together more than ever because um, capitalism and consumerism and all the nasty stuff that's just getting... Out of, hand. Getting a bit um, out of hand to join your
0: union. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll make it, make a union with your union.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: No, thanks for, thanks for joining. And, uh, and thanks everyone again for listening. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are, wherever you're listening, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone uh tell everybody because we're looking to boost uh this show's presence uh, get some you know looking for advertisers get me money uh help me pay off my uni debts my god just so i can keep doing this all day that'd be amazing but uh yes thanks again for listening and uh yes we'll speak to you all later
1: bye
0: bye bye thanks for listening to a little history uh, we're an independent podcast, so it would truly be wonderful if you could uh, like or follow us wherever you're hearing A Little History today. Uh, and feel free to leave a comment below as well. Now, if you want to get in touch, uh, have any suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to send in your love, send it to a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under A Little History Podcast. All right, we'll see you next time.